0: But I just really wanted this to be like the pizza to be good. Really taught me how to like work with dough because I'm not classically trained. Um, I don't know all the words. I just know what I'm doing, and I do everything by look and by feel. We're strictly a bar, but we just happen to have banging pizza.
1: From a rough childhood in Philly to a career as a designer, then private chef, and finally a pizza maven in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, you might know Jenny Olbrick as the Pizza Girl NYC. The story behind her bar and restaurant, the Esters, straight ahead. Straight fried pepperoni. I need a deep dish pepperoni and a thin sausage to go. Can I get two cheese of and one uh, Detroit? Can okay, I get one large pet, one large sausage, and one large pet special? This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA, the ultimate Chicago pizza guide, and founder of Pizza City Tours and Pizza City Fest. Nice, it's like crispy. And welcome everybody, great to have you along with us for another edition of Pizza City. Happy New Year to all of you. We are kicking off our sixth year. I cannot believe this all started in January of 2019 with our first guest, anybody remember it? Daniele Uditi of Pisana. And we've been pumping out shows every other Friday ever since then. Thank you to all of you who have supported the show these last several years. Just so proud of what we've accomplished and looking forward to another pizza filled 2024. So I spent New Year's Eve playing with my new toy, a Prolux dough press that you're gonna be probably hearing a bit more about this year, more on that later. Uh, Turned out seven tavern-style pies, not too shabby, but we are talking mini-pan pizzas on today's show from the heart of a Polish neighborhood in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. That's where I met up with Jenny Ulbrich recently. Uh, She's been making pizza since 2009, and I got connected to her through Stephanie Swan over at Modernist Pizza. They are part of that Women in Pizza cabal that is slowly taking over the world. Uh, Jenny is a hoot. Definitely one of the more animated guests I've had on the show. Uh, To set this up, it was like a 5 or 5.30 p.m. on a Saturday night, so things were just about to get busy. Uh, By the time we got into the kitchen, orders started pouring in, and we managed to finish things off right before it got crazy. But we started off on the tiny patio outside, where I began by asking our guests about their first pizza memory.
0: Super, super fancy, Elio's Pizza. Uh, I grew up in Philly. It wasn't really a big pizza area, like we had our pizza shops, but honestly my fondest memory is Elio's Pizza because it just like, I don't know, it's just home.
1: What kind of pizza was that?
0: Frozen pizza. Frozen? Yes. Sure. Okay, so I used to get high a lot and that was my pizza of choice. So it just brings me fond memories of my childhood.
1: Let's talk about the Esters for a second. So yeah. the Esters, it's a bar here in yeah. Greenpoint. I walked by only about 15 different Polish delis, so I'm guessing you can get pierogies in this neighborhood.
0: Oh my God, the best, right across the street here. I love them.
1: So, but and you added, you added pizza to the bar menu.
0: So I've been in Greenpoint for over 20 years. Long story short friend of mine was opening this bar she's like she secured this place and during the pandemic I was doing um, I was doing making pizza at home and doing deliveries and I was doing like my travel time would be like 24 miles plus because I was hitting all the boroughs except for Staten Island there is no name for my style it's basically what works so it's thicker but it when you have it it's fluffy it's got a lot of air I'm rooted in Neapolitan style so when I started in 2009 it was with a wood-fired oven Okay. So, yeah. So Got a little off track. But, yeah. So, basically, she was like, I have them opening this place. And people had offered to partner up with me to do a restaurant. I've been there, done that, didn't want to do a restaurant, didn't want to do a pizzeria, just didn't want to do that. And then she was like, what about a bar with your pizza? And I was like, exactly. We opened the Esters, and I thought that I was going to be making, I don't know, maybe like five or six pizzas a night. I'd be doing dough once a week. And now, like last night, we just kicked out 98 pizzas out of our tiny little electric oven and um, with two of us just cranking. So, because um, you can't fit more than two people in the kitchen because it's very, very small.
1: So take us back pre-2009, I guess we're pre- when you moved to Greenpoint. How did you get into sort of baking and pizza and, and food? Where did that come from?
0: I have to mention this because my brother wanted me to mention it. I didn't know how to make pasta and I just threw it in some water and I was like, asked my brother, it's like, dude, it's not cooking. What's going on? and he's like, you have to turn it on. I was just like, oh, okay. Turn the heat on. Yeah, turn uh, turn the stove on. So um, I was never, like just never, like again, like where I grew up was just like, wasn't like foodie. And then it wasn't until afterwards, like after I left, I was like, oh my God, food tastes great for more than just living. And then I just started, I was dating somebody who required lots of food because uh, he was a fireman, and so I was like, just started cooking. But then I realized if I have a glass of wine and I'm blasting some awesome music, cooking is a blast. And I was a designer back in the day. I was a creative director. And I kind of put in my love of food and just visuals and making sure everything's really pretty. And if things are pretty, just by nature, things are good. Went into the whole office, thought I could do that, and make some money, and then I realized how my brain hurts in an office, and then decided to say, screw that. Bought a wood fired oven in 2009, started making pizza, and that's basically been it.
1: So that, of course, was the time in America when everybody was getting wood-fired pizzas, and we were talking about Neapolitan and the, yeah, the yeah, VPN yeah. certification. So double-zero flour, I'm guessing. You're a Fior de Latte person. You're a San Marzano tomato person. That's very different than what you're doing now, though.
0: My partner at the time, my business partner, and who was my, my boyfriend at the time, he comes from a long line of pizza makers from up in Providence. So his dad had Fellini's in Providence, Rhode Island, which is like big, you know, thin crust. He taught me the recipe, and then I just went... Did my own thing and he was completely cool with taking the family recipe and doing it with what i wanted so i experimented not just with double zero flour high gluten semolina mixing flours and then just seeing what would happen and at that time I had a place up in Southern Rhode Island. It was just a summer place on the beach. And so the beach every day was completely different. Like, so sometimes there'd be like high salt content in the air. It would be super crazy humid. It would be super crazy dry. Kind of forced me, not forced me, but I just really wanted this to be like the pizza to be good. Really taught me how to like work with dough because I'm not classically trained. I don't know all the words. I just know what I'm doing and I do everything by look and by feel and um, by texture.
1: And so then, did this pizza that you're talking about or that you serve here now, um, did that kind of come to sh- take its shape during the pandemic when you're making these crazy deliveries?
0: So even beforehand, so, so the pizza that I was doing when I had La Strada, which was, I did, uh, outside I had Neapolitan style pizza, and then inside I did uh, New York style thin crust pizza, large pies. So I was doing two different doughs for that. Off season, I became a personal chef uh, for super fancy rich people, like famous people. That dough that I'm doing in, like, you know, uh, commercial ovens, like a gas oven or a wood fired oven, wouldn't work for, like, a home oven, even though they're really nice ovens. So I kind of developed a dough then, and it's just morphed over the years. And then during the pandemic, when I lost all my jobs, I was like, what am I gonna do? I was like, well, I'll just go back to my roots and make pizza. In a pan. In a pan. And those were 12 by 16 pizzas in my gas oven, which got to between 400 and 500 because the door didn't actually close. So I had like a chair that to jam it closed. But I just like kept changing things and like I'm like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I want to do with this. I wanted it to be fluffier. I wanted to do use less dough. And so then when I opened up this place, I spent like a couple months just like just reworking and reworking and reworking, testing pans, figuring out pans, um, because it's such a teeny little space. I didn't want to do dough on deck, so I wanted to keep with the pans, because it keeps it clean, it keeps it neat, it keeps everything tight.
1: Uh, We're gonna take a quick break here, talking with Jenny Olbrich at the Esters in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Uh, When we come back, we're gonna see her make a pie. Um, We're gonna ask her lots of questions in detail, and hopefully she will share them with us. We're also gonna preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks, so stay with us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here at the Esters in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, um, talking with Jenny Ulbricht, uh, also known as on Instagram the Pizza Girl um, NYC. The pizza
0: Girl NYC. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And
1: if people wanted to look at information, they'd find you there, or the esters, or the esters?
0: Esters, yeah.
1: And that's E-S-T-E-R-S.
0: Yes, and it's the esters, because there's an esters here, but we are the esters.
1: Okay, so what we're starting with, um, let's talk about this dough for a second here, and let's talk about the pans. These are little pans.
0: These are little tiny pans, and these pans are really hard to find, so these are... And they are coated, so I don't have to use olive oil. So, like I said, I like to keep everything super neat and tight just because of how small this space is. What's the dimension? Uh, This is six by nine. Six by
1: nine. Okay, are these Lloyd pans or no? What was that? Lloyd pans?
0: No, 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 no. So, uh, these are um, American metal. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think they make deep dish pans actually, American Metal. I they could do. be wrong. They do, yeah, they okay. do.
0: Since this is not a deep dish.
1: Oh, I know. As, um, as,
0: as we've discussed.
1: Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, so the dough first, uh, flour situation.
0: So, what I'm doing is I do uh, the Sir Lancelot high gluten, um, which I love. And I'm just doing one, I'm just keeping it just one flour. Again, I don't have a whole lot of space. So, everything is like super dialed in, kept super tight. So, I don't have to have as much stuff. It's like,
1: like an ambient proofing no refrigerated?
0: I do I have so I do all my proofing in the back um, so it's a cold proof so I cold proof minimum two days I like a longer proof um, honestly at, at like a five six day it doesn't have the poof, but the flavor is so delightful
1: a lot of water in there
0: um, yeah, so it's a relatively high, relatively high hydration, but that changes all the time with how my kitchen is, um, because like I said, I like to change everything up according to like what's happening in the, in the air. Just
1: to give folks a sense, I mean, I've seen lots of kitchens over the years. This is one of the small, I mean, New York City known for, you know, tiny kitchens, but boy, this is what, maybe like 20 square feet, 30 square feet?
0: Uh, 20. I think it's 20 by 10.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so,
0: 20 by 10 there for my tiny baby dish pit.
1: Okay, so
0: it's 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 so small that I can't get anybody to redo my floor because it's too small of a space and they're like, no, we're not bothering.
1: Okay, so the dough um, today, it's in the pan and then you started adding looks like shredded cheese first.
0: So it's not. So what we do is, if you'll see over here, so we let it we let it get nice and warm and then we take the pan and then we spread it in the pan and then we stack it up here. And so I've got these fancy little cutting boards because I couldn't find anything that fit, so I just got some cutting boards. And so we stack. So in another hour, this whole place will be stacked with doughs because we're about to get super busy. So you're just
1: keeping the dough out, covered, yeah, so but for several that, hours.
0: And then we pull it out. Yeah. So it's like it's like because it's so hydrated, it takes like about a, like maybe like an after an hour, it's easy like it's easy to work with.
1: Okay. Yeah. First, you added um, shredded cheese. What is that?
0: So this is just the grande shredded cheese and the grande fresh mozz.
1: Okay. Um, and the fresh mozz, it's interesting. It's torn into like. Shreds, like little large so, pieces.
0: I don't like, I don't like anything uniform because I'm not Domino's. Um, no shame on their game, uh, you know, because they're a big conglomerate. A more rustic. Um, but my whole thing is, I want every bite to taste different. So I want every bite to be like, oh, I got a little bit more mozzarella. Ooh, this mozzarella is a little bit burnt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want, I want every flavor to be different.
1: You just piped on? Is it ricotta?
0: So that's ricotta. That's also a grande ricotta. So all my cheeses are grande. Um, You're gonna love to hear that. Yep, all my meats are, um, well not all my cheeses, like these are a little bit different, but um, my meats I get from our local, they're from Emily's Pork here in Brooklyn. They are amazing. They've been around I think for like 100 years. They hand cut all their pepperonis.
1: i got to talk about what you're doing, though. You're building two different pizzas okay, here. I'm building
0: two different pizzas only because I've got people here. So the one pizza is uh, called a tea model, which I've been doing since day one. And this is a white pie, and it's got shredded matz, uh fresh matz. uh it's got tomatoes that have been marinated in olive oil, a teeny bit of salt, and garlic, and minced garlic, classic, and then it gets topped with fresh arugula and parm, and it's delightful. And then I've got uh, the blonde ambition, which is one of my special specialties right now. It's basically like super fancy, garlicky, cheesy bread. So that's got fresh mozzarella, ricotta, goat cheese, copious amounts of garlic, and then it'll get topped with uh, Parmesan. Of course, black pepper and olive oil.
1: Had you used tomato sauce, what sauce do you use? What's your
0: oh Oh, my favorite, and that's the same thing I've been using all the time. Uh, so I use Stanislaus, and I do a mixture of their 7 Eleven and their Full Red. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, and all I do is just put a little bit of salt tiny bit of salt and fresh basil and that is it. all you
1: need to do. Okay, Little Bakers Pride ovens here. We see these a lot in New York City. These are electrics. She's going to just finish with a little bit of olive oil dressing over the top of both these pizzas and what temperature you're baking at?
0: Theoretically 650 but unfortunately every deck is a different temperature so that's why we have different timers for each deck. So we're gonna put this in the very bottom deck, which is gonna go in for five minutes.
1: Five minutes, that's a nice quick bake.
0: It's a quick bake, it is. Unless we get, when we get super, super busy, however, uh, things take a little bit longer just because it is an electric oven and it's a pan, so as you know, like, eventually that spot cools off.
1: Boy, what a small mise en place. here just like four containers of there's sauce, two cheese, and pepperoni. Yep. Here comes this gorgeous, deep, ruby red Stanislaus. Uh, you said the 7-Elevens and, 7-11 and the? 7-Eleven
0: and, and the full
1: red. Just a little bit of salt and fresh basil. That's it.
0: Yep. I don't do anything okay. else, and it's and I don't cook it. I don't pre-cook it.
1: And you leave a little bit of a border around the edge I of do the pie.
0: Because you want to get that little poof. You want that to all, like, come up and be cute. But you're not
1: worried. You're, like, you're clearly not going for that cheese crown, that frico around the edge. You're not pressing no. it up along the sides like a lot of people might do.
0: Well, that's also because um, it's not Chicago or detroit or detroit exactly It's like it's not a deep dish it's right. its yep. own situation all
1: right you're tearing that fresh uh matz, which is sliced very thin and yeah. then now you're going to sort of shingling the pepperoni
0: and i um i'm all about lots of pepperoni because there's nothing that makes me sadder than uh getting a pepperoni pizza and there's like two pepperonis on it
1: any idea how many pepperonis are going on your typical no pie idea. you've n- never counted no okay i don't want to count Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> okay
0: well also you don't want to get hung up on it you know well, but I mean? it just makes
1: it consistent though i don't
0: and you, i don't care about consistent i want consistent delicious and delightfulness but the amount of pepperonis that's just silly okay again not dominoes okay you're absolutely
1: right yeah you're just yeah. i like you're just com- completely adding more pepper you actually have covered the surface and now you're adding more pepperoni that's impressive okay not then
0: a, not a not a thing well and also too don't forget these guys pop up so they get tiny.
1: Adding a little olive oil just to the perimeter now. Um, And then this is going to go in the oven for... I'm
0: going to put this in the hot deck, so that'll be four
1: minutes. Four minutes, that's a nice quick bake. These are nice personal sized pizzas. Sometimes you go to a place where you're by yourself and it's too much pizza, and like I don't want to have to bring it home and then reheat. Like I want to just eat it there at the bar, at the restaurant or the bar. That's perfect yeah. here for this little size we you've do, got.
0: People can can't like it's, sometimes people do overbuy because they're just like they want all the pizzas, and then they're just like I want to eat more, and then they can't, which is great.
1: We connected through Stephanie Swan um, at Modernist Pizza. She's in charge of women in pizza. You've got the, 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 the Pizza Girl NYC moniker. Yes. Why are there not more women? I mean, I know there are around the country, you know, yeah. Laura in, in San Francisco, um, but doesn't, is, is it a growing fraternity? Is it, is it stagnant?
0: I it's, it's definitely growing. So when I started, like I said, in 2009, um, there was no one, at least not that anyone knew of, because the only people that got press were men. So I'm sure there were women out there.
1: I mean, Nancy Silverton is all I can think of at Mozilla. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, no one got press. But
1: because of social media, does it now expand the opportunity? I know.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. Because now there's, like, people can see. I mean, like, now you can make, now you've got a plan. Form. I mean, I personally, I'm really terrible on social media. I don't really keep up on my uh, social media as much as I should.
1: with well, those big fast.
0: Yeah. Also, I just don't care. I just want to make pizza. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I mean, grow, my, my business partner would kill me. Um, but, like, I love what we've got, and I love the volume that I have, and I love what I do. And it's, I don't really want to be, like, some big, giant
1: Conglomerate.
0: Yeah.
1: or they have to count the pepperonis every time. You
0: have to count the pepperonis and you have to weigh things out and you have to write things down.
1: (laughs) I don't want to do that. I love it. Cut it it into six nice little squares. It's very adorable. I'm going to get a picture of that too. All right. I want to discuss that pizza really quickly. So really crisp bottom, undercarriage. Soft, chewy, fluffy on the outside though.
0: Fluffy, right? See? Uh,
1: that the, is that the, the hydration? She that no
0: the? Detroit. Uh, yeah, no. hydration. Well, it's two things. It's hydration, but also, I barely touch this dough. I I need it just enough so it's mixed. Don't touch it. Even like here, when it, with these, like when you see these guys pull them up, push them out in the pan you don't touch it like you just you touch it as little as humanly possible and when you don't touch it you're not crushing like you know all that chemical that the chemical reaction that's happening with all those little glutens eating the sugars you're not crushing them at that point you're letting them do their thing
1: and i love how that pepperoni gets really crisp and crunchy on the outside and
0: that's uh, Emily's pork, baby.
1: Delicious. Okay, last question. We ask, yeah, yeah. All, we ask all our guests on the yeah, show. Yeah. Knowing what you know now about pizza making, yeah. what would you have told your younger self pre-2009 to be successful at pizza? What advice would you give your younger self?
0: I wouldn't have given myself any advice, to be quite honest. My road was the road that I should have taken, and it was perfect. And as a result, I learned so much. So much. So, honestly, I'm kind of where I need to be and I kind of did what I needed to do so okay. no advice okay Just keep going all right
1: I love it uh Jenny Ulbrich is the uh the matriarch here at the Esters bar it's in Greenpoint Brooklyn um you can find her again on Instagram at the Esters or pizza girl NYC yeah
0: the pizza girl NYC
1: the pizza girl NYC Jenny thanks so much for your time I know you're gonna get bumping in here in a minute but I appreciate your appreciate your time no, thanks so much
0: absolutely thank you so much I appreciate it
1: Coming up in two weeks, we are off to Knoxville, Tennessee to taste the Neapolitan-inspired pies coming at the hands of a Blackberry Farm veteran.
0: Because nothing about this business is easy emotionally, physically,
1: mentally, financially, and I would have prepared my body physically a little bit more for the relentless assault. I'll talk with Brian Strutz, the owner of Adopo. That's in two weeks on January 19th. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and rate us, please. Also, reminder to support the show at anchor.fm slash pizza city. We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram and our website is pizzacityusa.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always.